Welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. So, remember my question? Are you ever going through life? You make plans to do something? You got it all figured out? Then something comes up? Kind of puts a kink in your plans? You have to readjust, prioritize, change your plans? Well, that's kind of where I've been at. A couple years ago, I hit, you know, the big 6-0. And, you know, when people get to be 60, you start thinking about maybe slowing down a little bit, not going to the office as much. Anybody over 60 in here know what I'm talking about? Okay, good. Um, But you know, you just, and I'm not saying, we're gonna never retire. It's like, we may may do different things in our life, but we're never gonna retire. We're gonna be working for God till the day we go up in the rapture or till, you know, we die and move to heaven. Um, but you know, I was, you know, I was starting to think, you know, maybe I don't need to come into the office as much here soon. And, um, you know, I just love delegating to the younger people, you know, and it's good. You know, we need the younger people. They have some really good ideas. You know, we're now, I'm now one of the older ones, you know? And so sometimes, you know, we remember back when, you know, I'm a, child of the 70s so we liked loud music I still like loud music but you know people thought thought that our music was too loud and they didn't care for the style of our music and we want to make sure as we get older we're not thinking the younger generation is something strong with their music and and all that we all need each other right so anyway I was kind of starting to make some plans and just thinking about some things thinking I might just slow down a little bit And then something happened. And this something happened about a year and a half ago and it changed my life for the rest of my life here on earth. And it changed your life for the rest of your life here on earth. Does anybody know what happened? Somebody say it. COVID-19 hit. And not just COVID-19, but what it did to all of our lives. It has affected many, many different aspects of our life. And so I have to sit back now and I have to think, now hang on a minute. Do I see myself grabbing a lemonade, getting rid of the high heels and getting on my little flip-flops and sitting on a beach chair, sucking on my lemonade and enjoying the waves? Is that really where I see my future headed now? Or do I see myself needing to put on some combat boots and some running shoes, somebody needs to come up with some combat running shoes. Because that's kind of where our future is, is where my future anyway is headed. I don't like where the world is at right now. And I know most of you don't either. And that doesn't mean we're not gonna have some times of relaxation. I'm still gonna go to a beach sometime. I think this next February, I'll be going to a beach for a few days, but it's not gonna become my lifestyle by any means because there's other things that need to be done. So in this world of just craziness in the last year and a half, I am feeling compelled to do some things. And it's not what two years ago when I hit 60, what I thought I would be doing at 62. I just turned 62 last week and 
my future's not going the way I thought it was going to go. But I'm good with it. Just so you know, I'm not disappointed. I'm good with it because you know what? We have been called into the kingdom for such a time as this. And God knew that every one of us was going to be here on the earth when COVID hit. He knew we were going to be here when things started going crazy in our world. He knew we were going to be here. And so it's okay if things have changed and we have maybe a little different direction we need to go in life. You know, we need to do the right thing. My dad's here tonight, and I brag on my dad and my mom a lot, but I was raised in a home where we were taught to do the right thing. Now, unfortunately, I didn't always do the right thing or make all the right decisions, but I was taught that you do the right thing. And there are some things that need done today that is the right thing to do, whether we want to do them or not. You know, a while back, there was this meme going around social media, um, not my circus, not my monkeys. Well, you know what? Is that true? You know, we sit here and we look out there at all this craziness and we can say, not my circus, not my monkeys. Oh, really? Really? Is it really not our circus? And are they really not our monkeys? Because aren't we supposed to lay our life down for one another? Aren't we supposed to go into all the circus and preach the gospel? You know, I kind of think this is our circus, like it or not. And guess what? These are our monkeys. So we better learn how to reach them, right? I'm not so sure we aren't some of the monkeys ourselves. But anyway, we are our brother's keeper. And so while I'd like to picture myself sipping lemonade on a beach, I think there's some other things I need to be doing. And I think there's some things you all need to be doing. And again, please understand, I am not saying that we never get to take a vacation or sit on a beach and sip lemonade but things have changed. Things are not the way they used to be. So when I share some things tonight, one thing I want you to do is do me a favor, please, and do yourself a favor and try not to focus on people as our enemy. There's too much of that right now. There's too much of people thinking that people are our enemy. And I get it, I get it that there are some people out there who are enemies of the United States. There's people who are enemies to Christians. There are people that are doing bad things and are enemies. However, we have to really look at, are they our true enemy or is there something behind them influencing them? Most bad people are just puppets of the devil. He's our real enemy. If you have your Bible tonight, go ahead and let's look at Ephesians six twelve, and I think they'll put it up on the screen. Um, I think this might be the, I'm not sure which translation, the TLB. It says, for we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against persons without bodies. The evil rulers of the unseen world, those mighty satanic beings and great evil princes of darkness who rule this world and against huge numbers of wicked spirits in the spirit world. So really, that's our enemy. People are not our enemy. You know, for the last four years, people thought President Trump was their enemy. I hope a lot of them have woken up now and realized he was not their enemy. But on the same hand, President Biden is not our enemy. Nancy Pelosi is not our enemy. Now, see, people are trying to look at people. Do you, do you know that the Taliban, yes, again, I, don't, don't get me wrong, they're our enemy. They want us destroyed. But there's something behind them that is the true enemy. 
So when I talk tonight, try not to just think of people and put a face there. It's the devil behind it. It's the devil behind it, working through people. Amen. Um, I want to say this. I'm all for the Second Amendment. You know, don't think that I'm up here thinking people are not our enemy. Don't have to protect yourself. Yeah, it's okay to protect yourself. It's okay to put people in prison that are bad people. It's okay to, to vote according to your, what you believe is your biblical principles to vote people in and out of office and all that. It's okay to do all that. I'm just saying there is also something behind all the evil in our world. And we need to keep that in mind. Um, but I've just been kind of watching some things going on and I don't like it. And I think it's time to do something about it. My mama claws have come out in love. We have to remember, it has to be done in love. It has to be done in love. Anything I talk about tonight has to be done in love. And there's a way to do it. So let's go ahead and put up the graphic that I gave you guys, if you have it. So the title of my message tonight is Run to the Roar. So when you see this, you probably are thinking... Oh, the lion is Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah. That's not the roar I'm talking about tonight. Do you know there's a lot of roars in the jungle? And in our world, there's a lot of roaring going on out there, and not all of it is Jesus. Um, let's look at 1 Peter 5, 8 out of the Amplified Classic version. It says, be well-balanced and temperate, sober of mind, be vigilant, and cautious at all times for that enemy of yours, the president, oh wait, no, 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 wait. That enemy of yours, the China, the country of China, no, no. That enemy of yours, the Taliban, no, no. Says that enemy of yours, who? The devil. He ro roams around like a lion. Roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize and devour, to seize upon and devour. So there's other roars out there. And so I was listening recently to a, a message by David Barton. Has anybody ever listened to David Barton and Wall Builders? I was listening to a message of his the other day, and it was called Run to the Roar. And so I'm going to take a few things from that and kind of mix it in with some other things I felt I needed to share. And so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Run to the roar. What does that mean, run to the roar? Well, let me tell you a story about the lions. And some of you, has any of you heard his story of run to the roar? You know what I'm going to be saying here? So in, in Africa where the lions are, you know, the lion is the king of the beast. We've all heard that, you know, king of the beast. Do you know why he's king of the beast? He has no enemy in the animal kingdom. The, the lion's only enemy is man. But you put one man and one lion, I still think the man's going to lose, right? But you put a man with a gun, the lion's going to lose. The lion has no an enemy in the animal kingdom. And so when he is seeking to devour his prey... He's very smart and he's very shrewd. So, so say the male lion is there, he's hungry, and he sees a herd of zebras. He doesn't just run out there and do his best to try to find a zebra to grab and eat. No, he's much more keen than that. And the devil's pretty keen. You know, we say, oh, stupid devil. Actually, he's not that stupid. He's been around a long time. He kind of knows how mankind thinks and works. And he's going to try to trick you and deceive you. 
So anyway, what the male lion does is he just kicks back. And I think that's why on this picture, it kind of shows the lion just, actually, he's just laying down. He doesn't look like he's about ready to pounce on anyone himself, but he lets out a roar. They say a male lion's roar can be heard for five miles. So what happens is here you have this herd of zebras out there. The male lion roars. And what do the zebra do? They run away from the roar. They're afraid. They start running away from that roar. And guess what? They're running into a trap because the female lions are on the other side of the field hiding out and waiting. And they're the ones who actually do the hunting and kill the zebra and then everybody gets to feast. Well, the zebras would have a much better chance of survival if they would run to the roar. So do you see where I'm going with this? In this, all these roars, and we'll bring out a few of these roars today, um, what we're hearing, a lot, of, a lot of noise and a lot of roar in our country today. If we would not run away from it in fear or run away from it and just act like, I don't hear, I don't want to know what's going on. Not my circus, not my monkeys. We're going to be devoured because there's a trap laid for us. The devil has a trap laid for us. And if we don't turn and do something about it, we're going to be devoured, church. And I don't say that in a despairingly way, but we'd better wake up and we'd better figure out where we're supposed to be running and what we're supposed to be doing. So these animals would have a much better chance if they would all turn and run to the roar instead of away. And that's what us Christians need to do. So let me mention just a few roars that are going on right now. Now, these things sound scary. Some of them sound terrifying. Right now, our constitutional freedoms are being taken from us quite rapidly, I might add. And that's scary. That sounds scary. Our schools and our education system, some are and others are trying to be transformed into a socialist, ungodly, demonically inspired con uh, a group or organization or training camp for our children. That's scary. That sounds very scary. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. Our entertainment industry, oh my goodness. Our entertainment industry, it is sinking further and further into ungodliness. Did anybody see the recent um, commercial or advertisement for the new Cinderella movie? Yeah. Fairy Godmother is a man with a beard with makeup on in a dress. Now, we can just like ignore that roar, you know, and be like, oh, I don't, I don't want to deal with it. Not my circus, not my monkeys. Or we can turn and run to it and say, not okay. Our kids aren't going to watch that. I have not confirmed it. Maybe somebody else knows if this is true or not. But I had somebody tell me the other day, they saw an interview with Disney, somebody from Disney on some program. And they said that this next year, um, they will have a new princess come on the scene. And this princess's, princesses, is that the right way to say it? Her true love is not Prince Charming, but her true love is another woman. And that will be the new Disney princess. Not okay. Not okay. Are we just going to sit back and say, oh, not going to deal with it and run from it? Or are we going to turn around and confront it and say, our kids aren't going to go watch that. Our kids aren't, we won't take part of that. Anyway, um, Here's something that is outright terrifying. To me, this goes beyond sounding scary. This is terrifying. And that is that a grown man can walk into a women's bathroom with little girls in it. 
Now, if, that's, if, if that doesn't sound terrifying to you, it should. That's scary to me. To think, I called personally, I called our local Target store a while back, and I said, I just need to ask, um, so do you guys allow men in the women's bathroom? I just want to know. I have granddaughter, you know, I just, I just want to know. And um, she said, well, let me get you a manager. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> if you don't know the answer, that's fine. So the manager gets on. I said, look, all I'm trying to find out is if I take my granddaughter to Target and she needs to use the bathroom, do you guys allow men in the bathroom? Well, and she started him hot. I said, no, I just need a yes or no answer. I mean, do you allow men in the bathroom, in the girl's bathroom? And she said, yes. If they identify as a woman, yes. And I said, so, okay. So I, I know now not to take my granddaughter to Target's bathroom because a man can walk in. And if that even sounds like, oh, Carla, it's not that big of a deal. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's a huge deal. Um, so here's another one. I got this from, again, from David Barton. He said, our conservative voice is being silenced. In the last year, 70,000 plus conservative groups have already been banned on social media. And these are groups that are conservative and groups that stand for biblical values. 70,000. We're being silenced. They want to shut the church up. That's a roar. What are we going to do about it? Are we going to run from it? Okay, well, I just... Or are we going to say, no, we'll start our own Facebook. We'll start our own... I don't want to say it wrong. I get it wrong. Some, our own Twitter or our own Instagram or whatever. I don't have all of those things. I have Facebook. <laughs> um, just, I got this today. I was listening to Gene Bailey, and he said, if you go, you know, because sometimes we need to fact check things and make sure that, is somebody just saying it? Because nowadays anybody can make a website look legitimate or any, you know, I mean, it's just unreal. But, um, so y'all know the Declaration of Independence? So if you go and you look up on the um, National Archives website, and you want to read the, Declaration of Independence, this warning will come up. I did it today. This really happened. It says that the National Archives statement on potentially harmful content, and it informs us that the content we're about to read could present or reflect outdated, biased, and offensive, possibly violent views and opinions. And it says, the National Archives is committed to working with our staff, our communities, and our peer institutions, I don't know who that is, and update the descriptions in these writings that are harmful to establish standards and policies to prevent future harmful language. That's a roar out there. They're trying to change our Constitution. They're trying to change our Declaration of Independence. Things are trying to change. Our freedoms are trying to be taken away. And I would stand up here and say, well, I'm not going to get political. I'm, I'm not going to get political. I am getting tired of saying I'm not going to get political. The church had better get somewhat political. Because if the church had been doing its job and getting just a little bit political for the last 25, 30, 40, whatever years, we wouldn't be in the mess we're in today. And I am not talking Democrat and Republican. I'm talking there's good and there's evil. 
This is not about you should be one or you should be the other. You should do the right thing and the Bible thing. Amen. Amen. I know there's, you know, there's a lot of um, conspiracy theories out there and you've all heard them. I get sent stuff every day. I get all kinds of emails sent to us. People wanting to let us hear this and hear this and hear this. There are conspiracy theories out there. I'm not going to tell you which ones I believe and which ones I don't because I do believe there are some that are true. But you know, we have to be led by the Spirit of God today and know what is true and what is not. We have to know what direction we're going to run if we're going to run, right? So there's a lot of things going, going wrong in our land. There's a lot of things going bad. And it looks sometimes like the devil's winning. It looks sometimes like everybody's running in fear and we're all running into a trap. But guess what? The church is still here. The devil can't win when we're still here. We need to wake up and realize the greater one that lives on the inside of us is still here on the planet because we're still here and we have a roar of our own. We're hearing all these other roars and all these things trying to go on. Well, we have a roar. The body of Christ has a roar and it's time we rise up and let that roar come out and quit just saying, oh, we can't do that. We can't do that. We can't do that. We can do anything God tells us to do. We are to occupy until he comes. We're to possess the land. We have a say about all this stuff going on in our world. Can we stop all of it just like you know, we've heard. Maybe we can't stop all the fires, but we can certainly pull people from them. Amen. Um, let's go ahead and let's look at Second Thessalonians 2. And this will be out of the Amplified. They'll probably put it up on the screen. It says, now in regard to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to meet him, we ask you, brothers and sisters, not to be quickly unsettled or alarmed, either by a so-called prophetic revelation of a spirit or a message or a letter alleged to be from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has already come. Let no one in any way deceive or entrap you, for that day will not come unless the apostasy or the falling away comes first. That is the great rebellion, the abandonment of the faith by professed Christians. That's sad. And the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, the Antichrist, the one who is destined to be destroyed, who opposes and exalts himself so proudly and so is insolently above every so-called God or object of worship, so that he actually enters and takes his seat in the temple of God, publicly proclaiming that he himself is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I was telling you these things? And you know what restrains him now from being revealed? It is so that he be revealed at his own appointed time. For the mystery of lawlessness, rebellion against divine authority, and the coming reign of lawlessness is already at work. And we can all say amen to that. But it is restrained. Only until he who now restrains is taken out of the way. Who is he that restrains? That's the church, and we're still here. 
We don't have to just sit back and ignore these roars and act like they're not happening. And we don't have to just run away from them in fear. Too many Christians are afraid right now. Oh, I don't want to get coronavirus. I don't either. Well, I think I already had it. But anyway, um, we don't want to be afraid of anything out there. We don't want to be afraid of mandates. We don't want to be afraid of masks. We don't want to be afraid of all this stuff. You follow your heart. Do what you want to do in those areas. I'm not here to tell you do it or don't do it. That's all up to you. That's your business. That's not my business. I'll do what I feel led to do. You do what you feel led to do. But we don't just have to sit back and let somebody tell us what we have to do and force us to do. We have a say. We can restrain some things. One translation says, um, until he that steps out of the way. It's like there's coming a day we're all going to be out of here. And then he can do whatever he wants. I'm telling you, the devil will have a heyday with people when we're gone. And sometimes you might think, well, good, you know. Some of them deserve it. No, they don't. Jesus died for them. Jesus died for him. Do you know months ago, months ago, God put it on my heart to pray for Nancy Pelosi. I did not want to do it. I didn't like what she was doing. I was mad at her. And I thought, huh. But you know what? God said, you look at her as a mother, as a grandmother, as a great grandmother. And you pray that that grandma heart, that mama heart in her, that the Holy Ghost can deal with that. He has something to work with. When I pray for her and I want the Holy Ghost and I pray for the Holy Ghost to touch her heart, God has something to work with. And I'm going to stand my ground. I'm just going to stand my ground and believe that someday she's going to turn her heart to the Lord Jesus and that she'll be in heaven. If I don't pray, what's going to happen? You know, all these people that are cutting down President Biden, I don't personally care for much he's doing you know but you know what it's time the church stopped making fun of him and it's time we quit all those memes on Facebook about him with clown noses and clown faces it's time God's not going to answer your prayer for the government if you're posting all these ugly things about him I don't like him much either but I'm going to pray for him Oh, just think, what would happen right now if he got saved? Whoa. What would happen if some of these people who are making some ungodly decisions right now, what if they got born again? What if our prayers caused somebody to witness to them and they got born again? Oh, it would be amazing. It would be amazing. So we need to quit making fun. We need to quit trying to condemn him to hell. We need to quit all these things that are going on Facebook and we need to start praying more for him. Amen. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> the other day, yeah, the other day we were, we were driving downtown. It was on uh, the anniversary of 9-11 and these trucks started going by and they had American flags and I'm thinking, woohoo. Woohoo! You know, I'm like all giving them a thumbs up. And then another one went by and it said, you know, Trump 2024 or something. I go, yeah, I'd go for that. I'd go for that. And then this truck went by and it had this big flag that had the F word Biden on it. And I'm like, you just undid that for me. It's like here I'm thinking, oh, these patriotic people. It's like they're, you know, it's like that made me not even care about any of what they were doing. 
I don't want to hear anything that that group is doing if they're going to carry that flag around. Not okay. Not okay. Anyway, okay. I'm <laughs> running out of time here. So anyway, the church is still here. So let me tell you a couple things that um, David Barton said, how we're going to run. So we've decided we need to run to the roar, right? We don't want to run in fear. We don't want to get entrapped and we don't want to run into the clutches of the devil. We've got to run to the roar. How are we going to do it? He gave six things that we can do. The first thing he said, if you're taking notes, he said, number one, we need to take individual and lo local action. What does that mean? He said, under number one, there's A and a B. A is we must get involved in our local churches. He said it, I didn't. He said, equipping is a must. We must hear what God is saying to local bodies. And you're like, what does that have to do with running to the roar? Everything. Number one, we have to be equipped. You can tell who's committed and under the authority of a local church and who's not. Do you know the danger of not being committed to a local church? And I know I'm the pastor's wife and so you might think, well, that's why she's saying it. I'm saying this for your sake. I have seen people who be, are Christians who decide I'm done with church. And you know what it's like? It's like a kid in a, in a candy shop. So if you're sitting at home going, hmm, I'm just gonna have church at home today. And um, that's your local church is at home and you turn on this preacher on your computer and you're like listening hmm. nah, I don't like what he said okay let me find somebody else oh, he's alright no no I don't like his wife's red fingernails um, you start listening to this one nah, he's wearing skinny jeans don't want him oh this one I like what this one is saying if you're sitting at home and you're not committed to a local church, you're just eating the candy. You're only going for the sweets. You're not getting a well-balanced diet. And all of us in here know, if all we're eating is sugar and the things that taste good all the time, all the sweets, we're going to be malnourished, we're going to be sick, all kinds of stuff. So we must be equipped in our local church. And so I was thinking, I went back on the, in the archives of our services just for the last little while because I believe personally you guys are getting equipped in this church. And so I went back and I thought, so what are we hearing in our church? What has the equipping been at Faith Heights Church that would have to do with these end times and running towards the roar? I just wrote down a few of the messages. Well, of course, right now we just got done with our grow up, you know, deliverance or victory through growing up. That's an end time. That's a running message right there. That's a running to the roar. Um, Having endurance, faith in the blood, hello, and we all need that. That's a running scripture or a running message. Staying in faith, Jesus is in trouble. That's an end time message right there. Seeing past Satan's unreal world, end time instructions, preparing for the greater glory. Then DJ taught several messages on favor. Then we just got done with um, recently with um, The Devil is Beautiful. What a powerful series that was. And so we're being equipped. I even thought about a few years ago, I got up here. I don't get up here too often. Most of you know that, but I don't get up here too often. But I got up here a few years ago and I said that the Lord had just shown me something. I don't know if it was a prophetic thing or, or whatever, but it's like I saw... 
this dark cloud, I don't know if any of you remember it, and I said, I see it's coming from the east, and I just saw it, and it was just like in that movie, The Ten Commandments, when the, the death angel, like, kind of was creeping into people's homes and stuff. It's like I saw that happening in the United States and it was coming from the East. And so I taught a message on um, all hands on deck. I taught a message on revelation of sanctification, how we need to come out from among them and be separate. I taught on how to survive in the end times. So you see, we're being equipped. It's just what are we doing with that equipping? So that was the number one thing he said is um, we must get involved in our local churches. And then B under that is we must get involved in our local government. I don't want to do that. But guess what? I've started doing that. Because our voice has got to be heard. I didn't want to do it because I thought I had other things to do, but I've been going to some of the, um, Candy and I have been, uh, Mary Ann goes, I know there might be a few others, go to the, some of the stand for the Constitution meetings and the school board meetings. We all need to be going to the school board meetings. Just recently, this last Sunday, um, the, what's the organization called? Is Jeremy in here? The Parents and Teachers United for a Stronger District 51, held a meeting here in our church last Sunday, and they had um, only three of the candidates showed up who were running for school board, and they were the three more conservative ones. And they sat here, and there was only like 40, 50 people came. There should have been every chair in this church full. Every one of you need to know what these people want for your children. What are they going to stand for? What do they want to do with your kids? These are your kids. And I know for years I haven't been involved in the school boards, but we had better get involved even if you don't have kids because they're still our future. And so I encourage you, anything that we have a a say about anything we can vote on and I'm going to be honest with you this is embarrassing I don't even know everything we get to vote on I know there's there's um school boards there's like county and city commissioners I think we vote on the sheriff um judges we need to know where every one of these people stand and I'm not saying find out if they're a Republican or a Democrat I'm saying find out where they stand according to biblical issues and things that affect your everyday life we have got to make our voice be heard it is imperative that we get conservative people on the school board this time because they shared with us some of the things the school district right here in Mesa County, Garfield County, Delta County that they are trying to put in the schools and teach your kids and your grandkids. It is ungodly. It is ungodly. You do not want that being taught. And there are candidates who are going to approve it if they get elected and there are some who are not going to approve it. You need to know who they are. You need to know who to vote for. You have to get involved in this. I put on Facebook a while back the, a little meme about that movie, A Bug's Life. Did anybody see that? Where, remember Hopper? Hopper was, was the big bad grasshopper and the grasshopper ruled the other bugs. 
And so finally, you know, they, they ruled the ants and the ants had to serve the grasshoppers and bring them their food and do all their work, you know. And finally one day, this little ant, I forget his name. Flick, flick of course, duh. And so, so this little flick ant, he finally realizes, hang on a minute, there's more ants than there are grasshoppers. Basically, why can't we all get together and take back what the grasshoppers took from us? That's what we need to do. Us conservatives, if you want, and some of you may not, some of you may not want conservative values. I, I don't know. I love you no matter what you want. I want conservative values back in our schools and in our, in our government. We need to all gather together, but you can't expect two or three little ants we can't expect 40 people to show up and change the way our, our school district is going. It's going to take a lot of us, a lot of us, every one of us. That's one way we run. Um, so here's another thing that um, the stand for the Constitution, I don't know too much about it. Darlene knows more about it. You can ask her about it. Um, they meet on Monday nights. And I've been to a couple of those meetings now. They've got a pretty good group starting to get together and find out about it. I don't know the leaders of it. I don't know much about it. I'm just starting to get involved. But I'm going to get involved. I'm going to find out what to go to and what I need to be a part of. Because I'm not going to sit back and sip lemonade by a beach when our world is going to hell. Amen. We need to step up and get people saved. You know, people say, oh, all these people, I think you brought it out the other day, all these people cheating on the, you know, voting machines and all this, you know, oh, all these people coming in across the border and all these things. You know, I don't like some of that stuff either, but why don't we get all these people saved and born again and then that'll solve the problem. Can you imagine if every person who worked at a voting thing, did Democrat or Republican, was a born again, spirit-filled Christian? We wouldn't have any cheating going on. And don't think, oh, that's impossible, that's impossible. That's running the wrong way. We can do this. We're a great people. We have great power. We got the Holy Ghost on the inside of us. All right, so it's about time to quit. So let me just try to get through a couple of these others here. Um, so number two, um, two, three, and four all go together. Number two is pour our life into another individual and disciple people. We have to disciple people. And that goes along with live practical applications of the Bible in your own life. And then he said, it is a process, not an event. So many of us, I've done it myself, we're saying, ooh, in the end times, we're gonna have a big revival. Ooh, we're gonna have a great awakening. We're, up, we're upon the next great awakening. And oh, we all want revival. We all want revival. David Barton says, revival and a great awakening is not an event. Too many times we think, if, if pastor would just preach a great message or if we would just have this minister in, church, we've had the best. We had Keith Moore and Mark Hankins here in the last few months. Sunday morning was pretty well packed. The evening services, maybe half of the people came back. Do you realize who Keith Moore and Mark Hankins are? Now, are they any more important than the next person? No, but what I'm saying is that these are men who Christians all over the country would love to have them at their church. We have them at our church every year. We have the events. Has it started a revival? No, why? Is it because Mark, Keith, or pastor aren't preaching good? No, it's because we are not bringing people to these events. 
what it's going to take is you bringing somebody, you bringing somebody, you bringing somebody, you bringing somebody, all of us doing our part. Every one of us, and then disciple the person. I know disciple is an old-fashioned word, but it's a Bible word. You bring somebody to church every time you come. You say, I don't want to be bothered. Sorry. This is what we're called to do. And if you can't get somebody, I don't bring somebody every week, but we do our best. Just the other day, we were at the buckle. He was buying those jeans he's got on. And um, somehow, oh, the, he, all he does is he strikes up this conversation with the guy that's ringing us up. And um, he said, oh, is, is the other manager still here? Haven't seen him for a while. And he says, oh, no, she retired, and I'm the new manager. And John says, oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, we know a pastor in Little Rock. And he goes, oh, I went to church in Little Rock. And he goes, oh, I pastor a church. And what church? And he gives him a business card. He goes, I'll be there Sunday. And then another person said, what church are you talking about? A worker. Faith Heights Church. Oh, um, my sister goes to that church. Oh, you ought to come. And then the other guy goes, what church are you talking about? He's ringing up somebody else. So somebody else is listening to the whole conversation. I said, Faith Heights Church. He goes, I went there with my parents when I was young. Oh, you ought to come back. It's so easy. All you have to do is start a conversation and don't be embarrassed to talk about Jesus or the church and then say, you ought to come. And people come. We did it. We had in our last neighborhood, we had lived there. We lived in that neighborhood for two years and two months, something like that. Within those two years, we had 15 people coming to our church from that neighborhood. Half of them still come. Some of them, they came for a while and COVID kind of did some things and messed with some things and, and they're not here right now. They might watch online. And um, we still see them in the neighborhood, say hi and stuff. We're getting ready next week to start up another neighborhood Bible study. Do I want to take another night of the week and have to clean my house, put on the coffee, buy snacks, and have a bunch of people come to my home? I do. Is it convenient? Not at all. It doesn't fit with beach, lemonade, flip-flops. But you know what? It fits with in-time revival. We're having, we are going to have a revival in our neighborhood, just like we did the last one. And some of the people came to church, they came once or twice and they, you know, it wasn't for them. But we did what we could. Everybody needs to do that. So I'm going to challenge you all, bring people to church. This Sunday, find somebody. Do you know the worst they can say is no? And then you're no worse off than you were before you invited them. They're going to not come if you don't invite them. You might as well at least try it. It's time we get out of our embarrassment and what are we really embarrassed of Jesus no none of us are don't be embarrassed of somebody saying I don't want to come to church say okay well if you ever do here's here's a card here's where we are it's easy it is so easy revival is so easy church quit waiting for this some big spectacular event to happen to have a revival Grand Junction Mesa County can have a revival right now starting this Sunday Everybody in this room brought somebody, revival's on. I'm telling you, then that person will bring their friends, and then that person will bring their friends. It's easy peasy lemon squeezy, as my granddaughter would say. Revival is easy. So, all right, well, it's time to close here. Um, but I'm just telling you, we can take this valley for Jesus. We need to run to the roar. We need to not be afraid. Amen.
Amen. We can do it, church. We have so much power we're not tapping into. Have you ever had, you know, I have an iPhone. Sometimes my grandkids, of course, it's the, the grandkids. I don't know how to hardly do anything except on, off. Maybe take a picture, you know. I've, I can finally add something into my calendar. Um, but my grandkids will come in sometimes. I go, Nana, give me that phone. You got you to gotta take this off. When they showed me how to go like that and get things off of it, I was like, whoa. I didn't even know that. Um, not too long ago, I uh, found out that whenever I send an email, I think I shared this before, whenever I send an email, it comes from the awesome Carla Capetto. One of my grandkids got a hold of my phone. I don't know which one it was. I think it was the one sitting in the back there. And he changed it to say that. And it still comes from the awesomeness, Carla Capetto. And I don't know how to change it. But I thought, well, it's kind of cool. I'll leave it. No. I think it was it you. It might have been, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so what was my point on that? I got so sidetracked on that. Huh? Yeah, I guess that was, I don't remember where I was going with that. But anyway, all right, stand up. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Don't forget, I got a couple of announcements. Don't forget, Candy is teaching this Saturday at Flourish. Everybody needs to be there. All you ladies, bring a dish to share. Is there child care? Yes, Yes, there's child care. No excuse not to be there. It's going to be a great meeting. This is part two. She already shared part one. It was wonderful. Um, There is an organization called Concerned Citizens who, it's a nonprofit organization here in town. Sharona Bishop is the head of that. They have rented our facilities. It is not a church meeting. However, I like what she's doing. Um, They are using our facilities next Thursday and Friday, the 23rd and the 24th at, I forget the time, you have to go to americasmom.net and look it up. Um, but they're having a meeting. I think it's at 6.30. And what it is, is it's a concerned citizens summit. I'm a concerned citizen, so I'm going to be here. Thursday and Friday. And so make sure you're at that. And then actually, um, I think you need to go to the website because I think you need to reserve a, a ticket or a seat or something for that. I'm not sure. Anyway, and then on the 26th, on a Sunday night, we have decided we are going to start up the Grand Valley Prayer Epicenter right from here. You know how what an epicenter is where something starts and then it trickles out from there? We're going to start a prayer meeting. We're going to take back our kids. We're going to take back our family values. We're going to stand for the Constitution and for our freedoms. And we're going to have music. We're going to pray. We're going to hear some word. And it's going to be powerful. And I'm telling you, if enough people, well, actually, it only takes two, I guess. But I'm hoping that everybody shows up. Let's join together. And let's just pray. And let's see from right here in little old Grand Junction, things can start happening in our valley, in our in our whole county, in our state, and beyond. Amen. So that will be Sunday, September 26th at 6.30 p.m. So, okay, we'll turn around and tell somebody you got your running shoes on. Do you have anything? So just before you go, we did an interview with Sharona Bishop yesterday on our uh, Faith Today program on our video studio upstairs. And it's about a half hour. It will be aired tomorrow. Uh, she even said that there's parents that are running to the roar. Uh, they found out that they're showing kids stuff in health or uh, health sex education in school that is absolutely pornographic. 
And uh, there are parents going to those schools saying, here's a letter from my attorney. You will not do this. This is this is criminal action. And they are running to the roar and they are standing up against that. And that's awesome. Yes. And they and, said, and some of them are winning. They're actually some of these attorneys are actually charging the teachers if they teach some of this junk. We're way beyond what I learned when I was in sixth grade. They're actually getting charged with um, pedophilia. Pedophilia. Yeah. So the parents crime. are running to the roar in that area. Yep. And then when the school board was here uh, on Sunday afternoon at two o'clock. The One candidates of the, running. The candidates were running for running for the school board, which we're praying that they get it because that would be the majority. Um, she said in the school here in town that that there's kids coming home saying that our teachers are telling us that what we're talking about, mommy and daddy, at our dinner table is false and it's a bunch of lies. Mm -hmm. And we need to accept what they're saying more than what our what you guys are saying. Well, you know what you do at a time like that? You run to the roar. You walk That's up right. to the teacher in love and you say, this is not okay. This is not okay. We will have a letter from an attorney next time That's if right. we have to, because that is invasion, that is overruling, that is uh, usurping authority over the That's parent, right. and it's wrong. And at this place at Target, you know what would happen if we got, let's say, just a thousand uh, Christians from the Grand Valley and went out to Target and, and took some signs and says, we're not going to put up with this any longer. Men shouldn't go into, into the girls' bathroom. They say, we'll never shop Target again. Our friends will never shop Target again. Our, our long lost loved ones will never shop Target again. Our enemies will never shop Target again. And if Target. you don't change this, this is ridiculous. You can't yes. be that blind. You cannot be that blind. <laughs> right. You cannot be that blind. As I'm being, that's real easy. We're saying you can't be that stupid <laughs> to think that a man can walk into a girl's bathroom with little Duh. girls in there, eight, nine, ten years old. That's deranged. That's, uh, that's mental problems. Yeah. And that needs to be addressed or they'll just keep going the direction they're going. Yeah. We used to never it's be wrong. like that, you know. We defeated the sex education program in Delta County because we went down there with signs. You did defeat it. And we were we went down there twice and they weren't going to vote on it until October. They voted in June or was it July? July. Because they knew every time they met we'd have more and more and more people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're the That's ants. That's awesome. That's right. We're the ants. There's way more of us than there ants is the grasshopper. Unite. And it's just wrong. You know, see, like Carla said, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities and powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness. We yep. wrestle. And, and so what we have to realize is that if we don't pray, but just do all these other things, it's still not going to work. Right. Prayer has to, to be the number to one thing we do to run to the roar. And then when we'll get some things in prayer, we'll, we'll be able to do these things yep. in love. Personally, I'd want corrected if I was doing that wrong, wouldn't you? I mean, if we're not going to do anything in this area, then they're just going to keep thinking everything's okay. And out of our love for them, we need to kind of shut this down so that they don't go any farther into judgment or whatever. Yeah. And so we're just, do something. Wasn't that what Lauren Bobert was all about when she yeah. was here? Just do something. Yeah. Well, I got kids. Well, do something because of your kids. No, don't mm -hmm. use them as an excuse for not doing it. Do them because of your That's kids. Right. You want a great future for them. That's right. Anyway. I love y'all. We, we could go on and on. We I will say this, though. Uh, a Christian who chooses not to vote needs to repent. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab. 